Welcome to the IKBC Coaches Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Ollie, the Player and Coach Development Director here at the Ivanhoe Knights. And we're up to episode three in our series of podcasts. And we're hoping we'll add some intro music, a bit more razzle-dazzle to the production here uh, as we continue to develop this uh, different form of communication uh, that we can get out to our coaches. Uh, in episode three, we're actually going to talk a little bit more around our coaching philosophy here at the Ivanhoe Knights and more importantly, our pillars of success. And these sort of things help underpin your coaching with your junior players and something that we've certainly introduced to our younger players at our hoop camps and in our little nights programs. And we think, you know, we always say that, you know, our future is in our youth. Uh, and we certainly believe that here at the Ivanhoe Knights. And by introducing these concepts nice and early, um, we hope that they can be carried on through a player's basketball journey. Uh, with the Ivanhoe Knights and by sharing them with you today we hope that you too can use them uh, as part of your coaching philosophy as well and that will help you then in your training it will also help you in your games and help you obviously how you communicate with your players as well. So we're going to talk about our pillars of success. Now anybody that's attended one of our hoop camps or had their child attend one of our hoop camps certainly would have heard us talking about our pillars of success. Uh, they're really, really important for us. They lay the foundation for how we're going to be involved in our hoop camps, what we want to achieve in our hoop camps, and they create a strong, positive environment for our players uh, when they're partaking. So we always talk about our four pillars are we want to play hard, play smart, play together, and attack first. And we've do this, and we when, we when we introduce these pillars, we like to make sure that we actually talk to the kids about what these pillars are and what do they mean. Not only what do they mean to ourselves as the coaching staff at the Ivanhoe Knights, but what do they mean to the players? What do they understand about these four pillars? So we always, when we do introduce these four pillars to our players, we like to ask them, you know, when we say, you know, we play hard, what does that mean to you? You know, what does playing hard mean to you as a player? You know, when we talk about playing hard here at the Knights, we talk about that we don't give up. You know, it's very easy to play hard, run in, smash after the ball, chase after all the rebounds, and absolutely, we want to encourage that from our players. But more importantly, we want to encourage our players that we don't give up here at the Knights. You know, we're not a, we don't have a negative mindset when we go into a game. We always go into a game with positivity that we're going to play hard and we're going to play every ball in every moment. And that works for us, you know, obviously when we're at training, we're focused and we're playing hard. Uh, we're not messing around at practice. We're not, not listening to our coach. But likewise, in a game, we're playing hard. We're playing hard regardless of the score, regardless of who we're playing, and regardless of the moment. We're always giving our all. And I see this sometimes, you know, you, we're down 20 points. Now we kind of think, oh, there's only five minutes to go. I'll just sort of float around and wait for the whistle to blow because I'm pretty disappointed that we're, we're losing by 20 points. We want to encourage positive play the whole way through. Okay. Uh, likewise, when we're up by 20 points, you know, we're maybe we're beating a team quite convincingly. We have a habit maybe to be a bit sloppy with our play, you know, let down our fundamentals because we're, we're up by enough, um, those type of things. And the other ones I look at it sometimes and I hear players talk, especially come finals, is, you know, oh, we're playing the top team, you know, no one's beaten them all season. For me, we've already got that negative mindset of, well, are we really going to play hard in that game? Are we really going to give our all in that game if we're already going in with a mindset of, oh, well, you know, they're a strong team and 
maybe we're not good enough or I'm not good enough as a player. So we really want to encourage that we play hard. Um, play smart. Ask your players, what does playing smart mean to them? What's a smart basketball? You know, we think Knights players are thinking basketball players. We want to encourage our players to think about the game. You've certainly heard me on previous podcasts talking about how I like to communicate to my players at halftime, asking them, you know, what's two things you can do better? What's two things, you know, we did well? We want our players to think about the game a little bit more. We want to hear from them a little bit more. And likewise, we want to hear them asking us questions as coaches a little bit more. Coach, what more can I do there? Coach, was I in the right position? And likewise, as coaches, we want to communicate to our players about what's a smart play. Sometimes we make a smart play and it doesn't always work. And we can have the mentality of, oh, well, you know, I tried to pass that player who was open, but, you know, my pass wasn't on target. And so it went out of bounds. But we know as a coach, when we see that player, they were trying to make the right play. So we want to encourage our players to make smart decisions. And likewise, talk to them about those decisions. You know, hey, hey, little Tom, I could see you there. Great drive. You went to make a pass, which is fantastic, but the player you passed to had a defender on them. So I like the fact you were trying to play smart and you were trying to make a great decision, but that decision wasn't the right one at the time. Maybe you should have passed to the player on your right-hand side who was open. Could you see that player? No, coach, I couldn't see that player. Okay, well, let's have a look at that situation again. And we're evaluating those situations, encouraging our players to play smart at practice, playing lots of games, playing lots of two-on-one, three-on-two, places where we can make some decision-making skills and build on those skills, but also that our players have a really open line of communication with our coaches. Um, They can ask those questions. There's no fear of a, a, a bad question or fear that maybe I look like I'm stupid because I've got to ask the coach a question. So we want to make sure we're playing smart. We want to play together. I think it's a pretty obvious one to a lot of people. A lot of kids will say, you know, we want to share the ball. And that's great. We want to share the ball. Absolutely, we do. We want to share the ball. We want to make sure that we're getting our players and our teammates involved. But when I think about play together, I think a little bit deeper on that. I think, are we playing with our teammates? Are we enjoying our teammates' success? when we're on the bench. Are we playing together, obviously, when we're on the court? Are we sharing the ball, looking for the player in the right place, in the right situation? But then likewise, I go on defense and I say, well, are we playing together defensively? Are we moving as one unit on the defensive end? Am I playing together by guarding my player and is my teammate also guarding their player? Are all five of us doing the role that our coach has asked us? Because that's how we play together on defense as well. So I think that's a really, really important concept as well, playing together and looking at it a little bit deeper than just sharing the ball. But again, ask your players, what does play together mean? Now, play hard, play smart, play together are pretty common themes in the game of basketball. And certainly, I have come across those themes from many, many teams on my travels uh, here in Australia and, and also in the USA. And so we sort of took those concepts and brought those concepts here to the Ivanhoe Knights. But one that I added in was attack first. Uh, That's our fourth pillar is we want to attack first. We want to be a positive basketball team. That's how we want to be seen, that the Knights are a positive team. We play positive attacking basketball with the ball and then also without the ball. So when I think about myself on offense, we don't want to hold the ball up at the end of games um, unnecessarily. We understand, obviously, there are times when we do want to hold the ball. But, you know, as a general rule, we want to be a positive and attacking, 
influence in the way we play the game. We don't want to play or teach the game in a negative concept of you know holding onto the ball too much or you know not sharing the ball or or having a, a you know maybe we're we're looking to pass the ball too much around the court without actually looking to attack. Um, I also look at attack first. That you know from the tip of the game. We're a positive team straight away, whether we've got the ball in our hands or whether we don't have the ball in our hands. So defensively, we want to attack first. We want to be a positively defensive team, not a negatively defensive team. You know, that might mean that, you know, obviously in our under-14s, we don't want a zone. And although there's a no-zone rule in under-14s, I'd encourage us not to play zone in under-16s. I'd encourage us not to play zone in under-18s where possible. There is a place for zone, and I certainly agree with it. I certainly use it as a coach myself at times. But I think defensively, where possible, I want to be as positive defensively as I can within my team's capabilities and the game situation. So, you know, I don't want to, every time we score, run back under the three-point line to defend. Maybe we do that in patches. But at times, I want to be forward-facing. I want to be on the attack defensively as well, looking to provide some spark to the game. So we talk about those four pillars with with our players at hoop camp. And we get them to yell them out. We talk about them individually as subjects uh, in our breaks at hoop camp um, before we go for our drink breaks and we get the players feedback. And then we have a mantra and we, 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 we yell them out uh, at, the end of our, um, at the end of our day. You know, play hard, play smart, play together and attack first. And it's fantastic. I love hearing the kids uh, get involved with that. I love them buying into that, that that's how we want to play. And that's something we think about and we talk about at our hoop camps. We've also begun to introduce that into our Little Knights program. Our Little Knights love yelling out, play hard, play smart, play together, attack first. They love it. They love the quiz at the start of practice when I say, who can tell me the four pillars? And everybody puts their hand up and somebody tries to remember them. And so, you know, it's a great way for you as a coach to think about those four pillars, introduce them to your team uh, and training introduce them into the training session, talk about them, and then get them to you know, recall and repeat these, these phrases to them and remind them of those things. Hey, remember, being a knight's about playing hard. You know, we said we're gonna play hard, so it doesn't matter what the result is. We're always gonna play hard. You know, we said we're gonna play together, but we're gonna be attacked first. We're gonna play smart. And we don't mind, we want players to ask us questions. So refer back to these things, have them as you know, the base of your coaching philosophy. Have them as the base of how you coach your team on game day. They're yeah, really, really important. I love those four pillars and I love sharing them with you. And I hope you'll share them too with your, with your kids as well. I'm gonna talk a little bit about some defensive mantras as well while I've got your ears on this podcast. Um, defensive mantras are great. There's lots of them out there. Um, I like to run with one, contain, contest and compete. And I think these mantras are fantastic when we're teaching the game. Again, it gives our players an understanding of what we want holistically on the floor defensively. And it always gives us as coaches a reference points to our players. So we can then tell them, hey, did we do these items? These are our three things we live by on defense. Did we do these at a standard that gave us the best opportunity to win? So when we talk about our defensive mantra of contain, contest, compete, We're talking about contain first is we're talking about containing the ball. Looking after and defending the ball. It's not about stealing and swiping and 
over fouling or over defending. It's about can I contain the ball? Can I keep the ball carrier in front of me, my chest on the ball as a defender at all times? We can go deeper into that philosophy and say, well, you know, I don't want my player to come into the middle of the court or I want to avoid my player driving into the, inside the three-point line and things like that. But I think the simple message of I need you to contain the ball and that means we're not swiping at the ball. We're looking at stealing passes, not dribbles. That's how I normally talk to my young kids. Passes, not dribbles. We're looking for that pass, that errant pass that goes across the court. And that's the one we want to steal because we're playing great man-to-man defense. I certainly see far too often a player swiping, misses the ball, player dribbles around them. Either they score or they create a score or vice versa. We stick our hands in. What do we end up getting? A foul. Sometimes those fouls are down the other end of the court, so we're not even in the front court yet, and we're fouling a player, you know, uh, as they say, we're fouling 90 feet away from the basket. So we really want to avoid that, try to put a lot of pressure on the ball, but put it in a way that we're containing. So we want to contain the ball. Next thing we want to do is we want to contest the shot. We always want to make sure that a player is shooting a contested shot as much as possible in the game of basketball. Even the best players in the world find it difficult to shoot over contested shots. And most coaches will tell you now that the best offense you can run is one that gets you an uncontested shot at the end. Uh, So we want to try to encourage our kids to, one, if they're doing a great job of containing their player, staying with their player, that they can contest the shot. That doesn't mean that we're jumping on everything and trying to block all the shots. We're trying to make sure that our player is shooting over somebody at all times. So have I got my hands up when they're shooting, not down by my waist? Am I making sure that I'm close enough to them to make that shot difficult? If my player's in the key, am I, what they say, walling up, nice and straight, arms up nice and tall, making life difficult for them? We know there's opportunities at times to pick and choose when we can block a shot. But I think if we can teach initially that can I contest the shot first? Can I be there and be of nuisance? I think in the initial teaching phase, We're teaching our players to contain and contest. I think that's fantastic. And that final C in that mantra on defense, contain, contest, and compete. Am I competing for the rebounds? That's always that first bit of compete. I put a little asterisk in there now. I say, am I competing for loose balls? All right, but my general rule is, am I competing for the rebounds? So after I've contested that shot, my job's not done yet. I've got to make sure that I'm boxing out my player, Or if I'm in a position further away, maybe off the ball, am I competing for the rebound for my team defensively? Am I making sure that my team compete and secures that loose ball, maybe that tipped pass, that missed shot? Am I competing for that ball for my teammates? So contain, contest, compete. Again, we can get that on a recall with our teams when we talk about our defense. We can talk about that at the end of games. Again, using it as a marker for us. All right, we're going to this game. What are our three What are our three C's on defense? Kids will remind us, contain, contest, compete, coach. Fantastic. We go out, we play our game. We get to the end of the game, and maybe we rank those things out of five. All right, how do you think we contain today? Well, I thought we were a three. All right, well, we've got to contain better. You know, did we, did we contest the shots today? Well, I thought we were maybe a a two or a four maybe on those. Did we compete for the rebounds? 
I know most coaches will tell me it's probably a one most weeks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, do we contest for those rebounds? Now, those three Cs doesn't always bring success. But I think if we hit the marks, you know, four out of fives on those, honestly, I think we give ourselves a great opportunity to be in the game and a great opportunity to give ourselves a chance to win the game um, by following those three Cs. I hope that's been really helpful for you. Once again, always looking to share more of this knowledge with you. Happy to share some more detail around that philosophy. Uh, Play hard, play smart, play together and attack first. And then also around our three C's on defense, contain, contest, compete. Um, Earlier in the year, I did a defensive coaching clinic. I certainly highlighted these a lot and I'll certainly drop this uh, clinic video into our next uh, coach's email. Uh, that way you can sort of watch through that as well. So that gives you a little bit more visual around the contain, contest, compete and how we build that up as a defensive philosophy and a, a defensive style of play. Once again, please share, please like, please follow, please send us some feedback. Um, tell me those topics you're after. You know I'm always out and around on the courts there with Ivanhoe and, and always looking to chat to our coaches as much as possible. Uh, we want to make sure that this is as informative for you Uh, rather than just me talking about whatever subject I want to as well. Um, We'll want to try to get some more guests on here as well. So we're always looking for people that want to jump on a podcast, want to have a bit of a round table and a chat. Once again, coaches, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for the time and the effort that you put in to our junior basketball players during the weekend on a Saturday. uh, And we love having you. All the best in your games, and I'll see you around on the courts.